Okay, what is good, divine love? So, I am in the midst of eating my chips here, but I did have to come on here. I low-key forgot. <clears throat> I'm not doing the anti-XY thing anymore. And for those of you who heard my last podcast, I was going in, okay? But, um, yeah, um... I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm done. Um, and part of it, I was reminded that, um, this is, this is interesting. And, and I will say this, and I think also, you know, um, there, there, growing up in the religion that I did, it, it talked about how the importance of guarding your heart. And, um, there's, there's. It makes so much sense. I don't know how much I could have protected my my aura from certain things, but the anti-black woman thing, I just it's not I'm not with the shits, right? Um and so there's content and stuff that I know is important for my niece to get, but I feel like if I'm going through the purging process of rehabilitating myself from like Crimson Cure on steroids in terms of, you know, um, the attitudes towards black women. I don't think it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a little bit difficult for her to kind of process that kind of stuff. So, but um, one of the things, and, and this makes sense too, ironically, and the irony of all of it. Um, and I did hear this from one of the content creators, but I feel like, um, uh, I do believe in divine timing in terms of when I get my downloads. Now, granted, this might not be the walk for everyone. And maybe you can walk with me to a certain point and this is your like, okay, she's on something else. We will go our separate ways, but check this out. So, um, one of the phrases that came up was people who live in fear are easier to radicalize. And I think that that definitely drove home. I'm going to name this podcast this because like I am documenting my, my journey and I want to be able to remember something as important that this. So when I think back about, you know, growing up uh, religion and like the twin flame stuff and the pro-black stuff, um, what, all of those things, uh, radicalized movements, um, and even if you want to say a little bit about the XYs, it's, it's, uh, all stems out of fear, right? So the more you live in fear, the more likely you are to gravitate to movements, which is so interesting for me because remember I said, I'm, I've freed myself. I'm liberating myself from that. And it's like this idea of, well, what's going to be the next mo- movement? And what I think contributed to my ability to even want walk away from that is because, um, and it takes time. I, I mean, me uploading and going in still shows that it's going to take a little bit of time for me to deprogram, right? But, um... I got distracted. How... Mm. is the more financially stable I become, 
right? The less I have fear in different things. So every time I have um walked away from things like religion or other stuff, a, a part of it has to do with finances. So I don't necessarily experience as bad as other people. And so it allows me to kind of just... In a way, and it's kind of scary too because I've talked about this before. I remember I saw it in other people like this detached from the rest of the what people are going through. And I remember I was like, I don't want to become detached from, you know, what other people are going through. Like where I live, I'm not, there are things that are not my reality. That being said, I'm very cognizant that is not in my best interest to undermine that 60 miles from where I live are homeless people. I was looking on the news how, you know, they're 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 getting ready to, to clean up those streets, y'all. And, and I think they're going to take every measure they need to. So just because I have a roof over my head and can feed my face, stuff my face, and, you know, I'm trying to lose weight versus worrying about where I'm going to get my next meal and can kind of navigate and move around the way I want to does not mean I'm going to undermine other people's experience if they live in poverty or are homeless or, you know, just because I haven't experienced domestic violence doesn't mean that it's not something real. Um, Just because I haven't experienced certain things, I'm very careful about undermining other people's experiences. But, um, I'm 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 moving to moving cautiously because I feel like if I feel myself gravitating to a new radicalized movement, I'm gonna try to see what the fear is because I think even with the twin flame journey thing, it was like the fear of what quote unquote love would mean or relationships would mean. And so I was drawn to that whole radicalized moment of like um intense passionate you know romantic love right and how to work through my fears and so but with working through my fears now I'm able to get to a place where it's kind of like you heard me go through the process of wanting companionship or something romantic to now I'm like I feel good I feel free that 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 movement no longer serves me. And I feel like in me trying to process certain things too, even I think that in the black community, we have our fears, right? I'm not trying to play a victim here, but um, we have our fears of things that, that go on around us. And I think that that's something that I will have to continue to process for the rest of my life in the sense of like, what does it mean? Because it does bother me when other people undermine that. It really, really, really does. I I have a disdain for it. I have a disgust for it. Um, and 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 even when I think about when I and I've mentioned other um, podcast people before, and I I was huh, I still have those. It's kind of funny. It will be in a vault somewhere because I was like ruthless as on those but um I remember like even on the pro-black part of things it's like I will walk with you until you're anti-black woman once you're anti-black woman like you and me have nothing more to talk about 
we have, there is no more discourse to be had. This is where we sever ties, you know, via con Dios, I'm good. And, and that's always where I'm going to draw my line, I feel like. And, and when I think about, um, like I said, like the pro-black stuff I was in, I remember like even to the point where I was one of the mods on the thing. And, but when you started to hear how they were going in on women and young women in particular, I was like, I'm not with the shits. And, you know, I had to give myself, you're my little fur baby. <laughs> Bruno. Sometimes he just does that. I don't know. I'm right here. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I just that that's that's where we're gonna split hairs. I think like even with the religion stuff, um, once once you start to cro- encroach on, you know, the black thing, and you start to figure out like, wait a minute, they're anti me. Yeah, we're done. There is no reconciling that if if you're anti me then you know now now if it was something that I could change then by all means but I'm not for the disparaging of of myself and I feel like sometimes some of the language can be so reckless and I do think a part of me um I am talking coded and if you know you know but I feel like Sometimes um, people say things and unless they are willing to be upfront and tell you why they have a certain vitriol to, to like um, black women or something, you will buy into it. But I'm at a place and that's why like even when you hear me questioning what's happening like in, for example, in Korea with the women... Try not to come across judgmental. Like I have a curiosity, like what what is prompting this person to act or behave this way? So when I hear like even like the Crimson Cures have so much disdain, I, I actually and I, I left those podcasts up. It's sad, it kinda, you know, I don't know, something happened to her that made her want to lash out at black women that way. And you know, Bruno. Bruno. I'm right here. <laughs> I apologize. I'm not editing anything. Let him get out of his system. I'm right here. Um, I feel like um, something happened to her and I feel like because I've kind of figured that out when it comes to other people, I'm like, there, there is something going on below the surface that this, that they feel that way. I mean, you know, and, and that could be with anybody for any myriad of, of reasons, like what, how they view certain things or certain doctrines in life. So I don't know what the story is that lies below the surface, but I'm, I, um, setting myself free of that. So, you know, for those of you who heard the last podcast, eh, I still, I still have some fire in me a little bit, but I feel like, um, I had to remind myself, I'm not, we're done with that. I'm, I'm not, we're not doing that anymore. Um, but I, yeah, so I'm going to title this, um,
people who live in fear are the easiest to be radicalized because I want to remind myself, you know, if I feel myself being pulled into um, some type of a movement, I need a, it's going to be a prompter for me to um, check in like, what's the fear that I have and then work through that fear, you know, um, and if I've done it so many times, you know, in so many different areas of my life, then, um, obviously, you know, we are dynamic being beings in the sense that I'm not ever going to be perfect per se, but, um, always looking to be more refined and, and, um, Kind of like smooth out some of the rough edges. So that that's it and that's all. Let me finish eating these chips, y'all. <laughs> I got a um a tuna sandwich from Panera Bread. I've been doing pretty good with my diet and stuff. I've been eating at home. But I'm just going to say today's my cheat day. I haven't had a cheat day for quite a while. Um, I just love their tuna sandwich. Like they're, it's so good to me. Um, and I've never, one of the things I like is that they're consistent with their, with their stuff because sometimes when I order from other places, um, the food is not, you know, it's like hit or miss. And when I tell you, I can already tell like whoever prepared my sandwich, y'all, when I tell you, I'm going to eat the pickle. Mm. Juicy. Mm. Oh, tastes so good. I know it tastes so like the flavor is just popping, y'all. Mmm. But I can tell that the um mm, this sandwich when I tell you they put their foot in it mm mm it has a whole bunch of spread like I always wonder when people um work in in the food industry and they're like stingy with the food like when you go to Subway and they'll put on like a couple of like the bell pepper, like the um, pepperoncinis and a couple olives. Now, granted, the thing with um, Subway and I haven't eaten there. If I say if I say I haven't eaten there in about maybe a year and a half or two. There was another place I started. I think was it like was it Jimmy John's? Yeah, I love Jimmy John's um, Subways. They're subs, but I don't like the one that's close to my house. I had like a little fallout with them because one time they delivered the wrong sandwich. And, um, and, and you know, very few, it sounds like I always have DoorDash stories of like stuff that goes wrong. But I promise like this is 
one of the only times I've had, no, 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 there was another time I had a wrong order and it was so sad. I felt so bad because I got like, it was a, I got the kids menu stuff. And then the thing is I don't eat beef and it wasn't stuff I would have eaten anyway. So I literally had to just throw it away, get a refund and get my order. What, what it was that I originally wanted. And I felt so bad because I'm like, oh, there's some little kids somewhere that didn't get their food. Oh, I felt so bad for them. But yeah, so with Jimmy John's, um, I love their sandwiches. But the one that that's local to me, I don't like. I would have to go to another Jimmy John's and go in um, and order, place order myself. But they delivered the wrong um, Jimmy John's. And they told me. To put the sandwich back outside so the driver could pick it up and take it to their house. I mean, take it back to them. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Because it had, um, it had like salami and ham and pork and I don't eat that. So for quote unquote religious purposes. Um, but, um... Like, they were implying that they were going to return it back to the, um, to the, to the person. But my thing was like, okay, so you delivered my sandwich to someone else. You're going to go back and get it from that person. They've probably touched it, done whatever with it. You're going to get it from them and bring it back to my house and stuff. And so, um, I was like, I don't even eat the the salami stuff anyway. So I was like, I'll put the stuff out there. But I told them to cancel my order. And they're like, no, ma'am, we have to um, we have to give you another sandwich. And I'm like, I was like, please keep the money. Like, I'm not going to squabble with you over 20, 25 bucks for a, a subway. It wasn't even that much or anything like that. I'm like, please don't deliver that to my house because I don't. If you're going to just go pick it up from the other person and pick up this sandwich and switch, I don't, mm -mm, and stuff. And so, but yeah, so anyways, let me get off of here. This, this doesn't need to be unnecessarily long. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I hope that kind of helped somebody, but it is what it is. I, I, I just forgive myself and I keep it pushing. I can't, um. I'm aware that I have my quirks at this point. Oh, this looks so good. Um, I think one of the best things of being an adult, and I think that every, I would wish every woman would discover this, is like, you get to a point where you give zero Fs. And it's not that you don't care about people. You know, I'm trying to be as responsible as possible, but I feel like, um, you realize that you just have to just live life. And obviously it's in your best interest to be authentic with yourself. Um, you know, and not take on attitudes that will harm yourself or others. But when it comes to this, I'm not going to split hairs about, you know, like listening, losing listeners or not being a part of a movement anymore. So... Mm. It just is what it is. And 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 I think that's a part of just not living in fear anymore. You know, because I feel like when you are living part of fear, 
there's safety in numbers per se, which which I do to a certain degree believe in, but I don't know. I guess you gotta get to a point where you feel like you're invincible. I don't know. You're welcome to <laughs> stay tuned and see how this unfolds. But let me get to the sandwich, y'all. Until the next one. Bye. I'm not gonna edit nothing. So if you got past me <laughs> eating my pickle, I finished eating the sandwich. It was so freaking good. Anyways, um, obviously, you know, free time is a devil's workshop or whatever. But um, I I. I do upload my raw thoughts, but I, uh, I do stay in my head in terms of the things that I say and I ask myself, how do I get there? And I think that with me kind of understanding, okay, what moves us to be radicalized is fear and i i one of the questions i've had and i've been it keeps resurfacing in different ways is how did black men get to the point where they bought in to um the rhetoric that we ain't shit like you know um and I don't know what it is that makes me so defiant to not want to buy into that. Like, you you can tell I'm gnarly, like, wily, just I'm not going, like, I'm going kicking and screaming. Like, you're not going to run my name and the image and everything that we fight so hard to cultivate our image. I know that um, I, I, I just, I'm so resistant to anything where you're gonna say fuck black magic are you kidding me you fucking kidding me right um and disparage i think um what it means to for the people who fought so hard to be a part of black excellence right in academic in academia um sports eh. You know, but in academia, in the business world, in business ventures, enterprises, in, you know, scientific endeavors and whatnot, and research and studies and stuff like that. And do we have, you know, ratchet people the same way that white people have their rednecks? Yeah. Are there um, Asian people who, you know, are, are not as cultivated as like the rich physicians and store owners that we have yeah do you have um hispanic people that are very proud of their culture and you know upstanding citizens um in contrast to those that are you know the stereotypes of of you know the hood hood what is it redneck or uh ratchet equivalents of black community yeah so I think it starts to get dangerous when when you start to say fuck black magic like black girl magic. It's kind of like I feel like keep their good name out of it. If there's ratchet people, deal with the ratchets. You know? But don't drag like 
black girl magic through the mud. Like, what the fuck, man? I'm not. And I think that um, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know why. Um, and then again, as much as I'm saying I'm not trying to be a part of the fight, there's still things I have to cultivate. And trust me, by no stretch of the imagination am I trying to mammy or coddle or give them an excuse. I'm trying to say, I've said that we are different because I feel like black men were so quick to take on, you know, when the world says, you know, all of these demoralizing things. And and part of the reason I think I I have to say this and I try to say it before I was going to eat something and it does make me a, a little bit sad. It's it's kind of like a sad feeling that's over me. It's not like me wanting to cry or anything, but I feel like um me hearing that 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 rhetoric over the past week, you know, is it does take a toll on me. Because I feel like there is a part of me that wants to <laughs> I felt it coming <laughs> there's a part of me that wants to be proud about myself, my culture, my community and So I understand why sometimes people will take the image of, you know, the white man's religion and say God is black because it feels good to know like, oh my gosh, maybe God does have an afro like me. And maybe God does have a big nose and big lips like me maybe God does have you know melanated skin like me and I get it you know Hispanic people have their god like um Middle Eastern they have their gods and whatever so everybody wants to have some belief that there is something altruistic or that we can transcend so I think that it obviously hit me to my core, y'all. It it really obviously does. I am one thing I'm not gonna do is undermine my experience. Absolutely not. No freaking way. And I feel like at some point I could have bought that maybe divine feminine is a black woman and or even a woman. Shit, right? Let's just say she's blonde hair and blue eyed, but to go so far as to say that, you know, black is bad and we are just treacherous and treasonous. Do we have that dynamic? Yes, I think every culture does. But I really feel like it just, it's like so much beating over the head. And it's like we're getting it from every side that it's like, golly. I, and and I know I had to stop like I um. When I tell you I'm done, <laughs> I'll talk about it a little bit more and when I'm kind of, you know, a little bit more past some of the, I don't know, just mental because um, I know it was affecting me because within the last two days, it was even things kind of like, I remember <clears throat> the up and down of like 
feeling happy of being black to just like, oh, wait, black ain't shit. Black ain't this. And it's so interesting when I was talking earlier, I think I was trying to talk about how it's so important to guard your heart and pay attention to what you listen to also because you'd be surprised how even though obviously I don't buy into it, it how it replays in your mind so quickly and just feeling that like roller coaster of like just wanting to just have some value to have that rhetoric like played in my mind. It just I'm like, this is not healthy. This is not healthy for me. Um, and so part of what made me come on here too is just, I, I don't know what is it that's in me that makes me want to just fight it. Like I, it's, I'm, it's, it's going to be over my dead body that you're going to, that I see myself aligning myself with people that say black women ain't shit, you know, and I don't think I'll ever apologize that. I, I, and it's because it makes you realize like that's part of the issue. I feel like so many of us have issues with the black men because it's like, how can you hate yourself? How can you hate? How can you look at yourself and hate yourself? Like, you don't even have any fight. To to love yourself and and that's what I'm saying. It's like you have to be so beaten down to and and this is why I feel like that. This is the same way I felt about Crimson Cure because it is taking me back to that same energy. When I'm saying like, I had to go through a lot to, you know, figure out like to love the skin I'm in. You know, grew up in a white community, went to a white school, grew up with, you know, that not being the most beautiful aesthetic and finally getting into my adulthood where it's like, I felt like I could look in the mirror and love my skin and love my hair and love, you know, celebrate black girl magic and celebrate black excellence and celebrate black women going to the moon along with the other five women from the different backgrounds and celebrate, you know, like who made the GPS system and, you know, I I shared a story about how there was this woman in, um, that did a medical app. I mean, that still baffles my mind how successful she has become and when I thought about the Crimson Cure thing, and I, I stand ten toes down on what I said back then, but even if you go back and listen to it, it made me sad because I was like, can you imagine everything they told this little girl? She, she, someone kept putting into her head. All of these things that she says about black women. And and she bought it. And I can't even really be mad at her. I feel bad for her. I really do. I said it back then too. I remember when I first came across the stuff. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, 
And it was just kind of like this feeling of like, what? That is so weird. But um, I remember going through the thought process, like, how did she get, how did she turn out like this? What conditions do you have to go through to repeat things where you're against your own self that that listen if you have to give it to white people one thing they are not gonna do is disparage their image right they can have the gender dynamics you know going on but if it's one thing they're not gonna do they're not going to say that they're stupid and dumb and ratchet and hood rat and whatever this, that, and the third. Absolutely not. Okay? And and that's how you end up with these terms with white supremacy. Do you have some people that are, you know, trailer trash, quote-unquote rednecks that have a very poor IQ? I remember there was this little girl that went missing and... um. Blonde hair, blue eyes. And here comes silly me, right? Feeling all sad. The girl's missing. Trying to find out what's going on with the parents. Come to find out, parents are racist as fuck, right? Talking about they're Christians, this, that, and the third. But wearing the Confederate flag, you know, like hats and stuff. You take a look at tour at their house. Their house is filthy. You, start, you listen to the interviews with the parents. The parents have a poor IQ. Okay. Didn't complete high school. Didn't complete, um, you know, undergrad or graduate or their doctorate program. Zero to little employment. Manual labor. Can't read. When you, when you look at the um, report from the mom. And so she was the one that would wear like the Confederate... Um, flag on her caps and stuff and at some point somebody confronted her about being racist and she's like I don't give a fuck <laughs> right um type of a thing and um when she submitted her police report to report her child missing the grammatical errors like can't spell cat can't spell dog couldn't spell daughter couldn't spell you know certain things like the like it was sec it wasn't even I talk about how back in the days, right, two weeks ago, when I used to talk about the XYs, I would talk about how their fourth grade reading levels are very poor. But with hers, it was like I don't even think she went past fourth grade. I would say it was like second grade type of grammar. Um, but but guess what? She don't know how to spell daughter. Okay. But one thing she does believe is in white supremacy. I tell you what, she thinks she's better than me. Ain't no way she's going to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm just a redneck, hilly billy, you know, no education type of person. Not never. No, no, absolutely not. Let her tell it. She's the best thing since sliced Wonder Bread. If I if I have to give some credit for anything, it's like. They can have their wars with white on white crime. They can have their wars with politics. They can have their wars between the men and the women. But that's one thing about white supremacy. You ain't going to tell them that 
you know, <laughs> right? And I don't know why. And I think it it does kind of suck more when it's another black person. Like, like I said, I can take it from other white people. Like, if you tell me I'm a nappy headed hoe, I'm treacherous, I'm ratchet, I'm the reason that our communities are blackistan and don't care about our children and education system and we're killing each other from white people. I could take that, but I think it, it, it like cuts. It's, it's kind of like et tu brutus when it's like, it's one thing like I, cause I, and I, I, um, one of the reasons I still have my other favorite content creator, I really do. Um, when I started to listen to it because she does address, um, black women and, I've been paying attention like ever because you know that our theme, I think for those of you who are with me is communication. We're going on like week two of understanding communication, right? How to communicate and, and what all of that means. And she addresses black women, but it was like, why is it that she's able to address some of the deep things that are going on in the community and... I was able to course correct. I, I've said that this woman has changed my life. Okay. Changed my life. Does she have to course correct and address some of the things that go on in the neighborhood in our, in our community? Yeah. But it's, it's the way that she talks and it, I wouldn't even say that it's coddling or, um, You know, but I feel like with that being said, I'm not that person that I'm disassociating with from now on here on out. I feel like they serve a purpose. They have a role. Um, And there are people who need that, um, that I've talked about this before, too. I've never been one to buy into um you having to yell at people or beat them or spank them to get the message across. But I have heard other people say like, you know, spankings or discipline saved my life or yelling, like really shook me out of my core. I'm not one of those people. So with that being said, people can stay over there and listen to the black women ain't shit, you know, conversation. And guess what? I will I will see you at the top because I will go to another content creator that is able to kind of walk through the nuances. God bless them and, you know, get me to where I need to be. And we will still, you know, there's a saying um, when it comes to religion, all all religions lead to the same um, outcome pretty much, right? And so, I I don't know. I think like even in, in everything, I feel like there's a little bit of divinity. I don't agree, respectfully disagree with the approach, but I can recognize that they have a mission. And if I stay with my other content creators, I feel like I'll still meet them at the top in terms of um the the overall arcing, overarching theme. But yeah, when I tell you I'm going my own separate way, I just can't bring myself to 
Um, and I've said this before too. Have there been black women? Like there's the, I have a couple, you know, like literally two black women that had done me dirty, right? But I'm not ready to throw away all of us yet. I'm not ready to trample on black girl magic or disparage black excellence or, you know, I'm not there yet. Um, I don't ever want to be, I would be, you know, as I'm recording this and I trust that, you know, as long as I'm given the breath to be able to come back and re- reflect on my content, I I would be interested to to find out. I, I really, like I said, I, it would have to be over my dead body, but I don't know what it would take for me to get broken down to become Crimson Cure on steroids. But I think that um, it's not a good feeling because I feel like some of the self-healing I've had to do to reverse some of the things I've heard and how it, it, it even affected me in just one week of listening to that kind of stuff, um, it, it really does break you down, right? It really does... Um, It's demoralizing. <laughs> Can't think of another, you know. And then now you start to understand why sometimes if, if little kids are getting this type of like you ain't shit type of thing from early age, they don't have the coping mechanisms. And so then I, I'll never forget. Um, I don't want to go into too many details, but there was this little this little girl was a little black girl. And. She wasn't a happy little black girl. Like I know I was quiet growing up. Um and and granted, you know, as much as I love my parents now, a lot of it had to do with the structure that we grew up in. And so that whole you're seen and not heard and you know, heavy discipline and that type of thing. So It was interesting to see that she she didn't smile. She wasn't happy. Her head. Her head was kind of like hung low. No, just. Just there. Like, I think when you see somebody that's abject as an adult, you know, they've kind of been through some stuff, but I'm like. What can you go through as a, like, I don't even think she was, if I, if I say she wasn't more than, I, for sure, she wasn't more than seven years old. Just beat down already by life, you know, and I will say this, I feel like, like I said, I feel like there's more that lies below the surface. Why certain people pick up the, you know, self-hate. Um, 
rhetoric. I think that, like I said, there's other black women content creators, all of them, all of the other ones I've mentioned. We've talked about the Boom Quishas. We've talked about, um, you know, some of the harrowing aspects of it, but it wasn't, it was more of a place of like, This is a problem. We need to fix it. But it wasn't coming from a place of like. I don't know. I, I guess it just comes down to the energy. And stuff. And. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I think that, you know, part of what's going to help me is to celebrate more of like the black girl excellence thing. So I'll probably just be looking for more stories to kind of just re-moralize and kind of re-establish, you know, what we're capable of um, and try to fight against this rhetoric because it's, it's a dangerous rhetoric, like... It feels like, you know, when, when you're on the football field and everybody's piling on you from the opposite team, but then now your team piles on you. So it's like, I have to counteract all of that negativity, you know, because if no one else is highlighting like the beautiful things that we have within us, then what what do we have to, like, what is our divinity, right? Like, we've talked about how every religion has their God, right? Um, and so if we don't have a something to transcend to, you're just going to be... Like, questioning your whole entire existence. Because even like when I think about it, it's like, even I, I'm not even playing you guys when I go out like the last couple of days, I felt like before this, I would walk out and I'd be like, okay, I have some sense of pride about myself. But I think to go out and knowing that there's people who feel that, you know, we're just the cause for all the world's problems, I... I don't even want to show my face and I just kind of keep to myself and look around and feel like, damn, <laughs> that's not a good feeling. So oh, it's a long podcast, but um, yeah, I just, like I said, this, this segment was just wondering, like, you have to wonder how a lot of these people get broken down. The repeated messaging, you know, um, and you kind of have to wonder why some of us are a little bit more resilient and why we listen. And I'll, when I tell you I'm not my ancestors and I'm definitely not, not like black men when it comes to this aspect. Nah, you're you're not going to spit in my face. You're, you know, uh, you're not going to disparage my image not going to do it. I don't know that there is a black God. I don't know that 
divine feminine is, you know, a black woman per se, it would be nice. It, you know, it would be nice to think that she kind of look like a me, but, um, but. I'm just not going to buy into this whole thing of like, you know. Having my good name dragged through the mud, I'm not. And to not make it go circular. Do we have ratchets? Yeah. Do we have, you know, um. Blackistan issues, yeah. Femicide issues, yeah. But in my opinion, the solution is not dogpiling on top of people that are already being trodden on. I just, you know... And like I said, when I think of the other content creators, and, I, and then I'm going to get off here, is, um, like I said, and, and you know some of my favorites, I've mentioned them, they've all had to talk about, you know, some of the things that black women have done to black women. But it, it just wasn't, like, demoralizing like that, you know, so, yeah, let me get off of here. I, tomorrow is Monday, um, I know I'm hanging out with a couple of friends this week, spring break for a couple of them, and then, um, still waiting to get my core, y'all, I, I think the last week of, of, um, March is usually spring break, so, hopefully I'll get it then, but I am gonna sell it, so I'm gonna tell you guys about that, I'm gonna sell my, my car, and get me some Google ads, and then I can just buy another car. So, um, yeah, y'all. I'll put a little note in the description, like, it's just a little bit triggering. But, I don't know, I, 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 I do kind of have curiosity, like, why, how, how people turn out the way they do. And I wonder, like, how you end up like a Crimson Cure or a Crimson Cure on steroids. Like, not that I want to ever find out, but it's just, it would be interesting to hear the story behind it. Like, how did they get so beaten up and trodden that they can look at themselves? And when you look at even, like, rednecks and stuff, they can have teeth missing can't speak English, don't have a good job, living in part, but the end, they have a, a pride about themselves. Now, with that being said, you know, it creates this hierarchy that kind of can create problems for the rest of us, you know what I'm saying? But, but for me to go and pick up that rhetoric, to pick up their rhetoric and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because um, it's twofold, right? It's it's one thing for you to feel that you're the best thing since sliced bread. That's one aspect of it. But then the next aspect is to feel that you're better than other people. And so here comes me 
And I'm like, um, you know, repeating their rhetorics that they're better than us and we're not this and we're, you know, all kinds of monkeys and and um, ignorant and what? Why would I want to pick up your talking points on that? No, absolutely not. I don't know. I'm resisting it. I'm resisting it uh, unapologetically. I've said it that before. I there's some things I will hang up my, my, you know, my um, cape on. Um, I'm leaving the X Y's alone for now, minding my own business, working on my finances, and the more financially stable I become, the more I can help other people, and then they can worry about other things like, you know. Um, which is another interesting conversation. I'll probably have it tomorrow. Like, um, I think financial independence is is important. Um, and I think people have different perspectives on that too, which is, is kind of interesting to me too. And, hmm, maybe I'll have more fighting words. All right, y'all, I'm officially sleepy. I'm still adjusting to this time change. So, like, right now it's 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. Um, and so, I'll probably get a good... Oh, I still have to finish drinking my tea. I'm going to drink my tea and my sleeping pill. Because what will end up happening is I will wake up around 5 p.m., 5 a.m. And, um... And then it kind of, I'm still like learning how to squeeze in that extra couple hours in the day. So, <sighs> all right, y'all, <laughs> you're here for the, you're still here for the shit. So I came to give the people what they ask for, right? It's my duty, my call, giving right to give the people what they came for. You came for the bullshit and I'm here to give it to you. So until the next podcast, y'all, stay black, stay true to yourself, love yourself. Don't let these people be out here demoralizing you. I'm just saying. (laughs) All right. Bye.